BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, mamas, welcome to another episode of Between Us Moms. We are so happy that you choose to take 30 minutes to be with us. It makes us happier than you even know. We want to get right into it. So let's get to the cliff notes. Hallie, kick us off. Okay, well, I'm coming to you live from the city. Um, my life has been in utter chaos since September when we implanted an embryo. I got pregnant. I was wildly sick for an entire first trimester. We moved to Chicago, uh, bought a house, have been redoing the house, have been living out of the house while we're getting renovations done, all while doing IVF shots. I fly to LA every other week. So mama is tired. Mama's very tired. This is the week. It's fine. You know, it's all blessings. It's all beautiful things. Um, so I'm very careful not to complain. But this is the week where I've kind of hit my breaking point, I think, the not being in our space and I'm dying to nest. Yeah. So I'm frazzled. And if you're watching this on YouTube or on social media, you will see I'm coming to you with a rat's nest of hair and no bra because I, I just can't. I can't do it. So I was actually going to say your hair looks fantastic. <gasps> really? That is generous. It's and shiny. Generous. It's long. It's tossled. It's voluminous. It but does kind of look like good. just been effed hair. I mean, what is that? You guys can't see it, but I also have like weird regrowth from, you know, postpartum, preg the pregnancy. It's just mama's not feeling so hot, but I will say in lighter, greater news, we're about to move back into our house. Hopefully this week, our kitchen won't be done, but the most of the floor, first floor will be done. And I had the best experience ever at an establishment in Chicago that I just feel like I need to share. If you are a business owner, this is a lesson in how to treat mothers. Me and two girlfriends went out to a girl's dinner and it came up when we were ordering that I was pregnant. This is a Michelin star restaurant. So of course, items on the menu are going to be kind of funky, really delicious. This restaurant's called Galit, by the way. If you live in Chicago, I cannot recommend enough. It's kind of Mediterranean, but there's there are ingredients that pregnant women probably shouldn't consume. And so I made a note to the waiter when he asked, are there any food allergies? I said, no, but I'm pregnant. So there's things I should avoid. Then somehow throughout the dinner, it came up that the two women I was out to dinner with are new moms. They both had babies in the winter, December and January. So this was one of their first outings mm -hmm. since having babies. And it came up to our waiter and he took note. And I kid you not, they treated us like we were royalty. They brought us free desserts. They brought us cookies. They, every plate, it was kind of a... um prefix meal. So it was like you order a bunch of stuff for the table and you all share it and you pay a certain amount. Every item that came out, every server had been informed that I was pregnant and had made sure to come out and say, avoid this. This is not pasteurized or this might be a problem. 
it was just so thoughtful because that's such a stressful thing as a woman when you're out to a fancy dinner, like, am I going to do my child harm by eating this? They were so attentive. And at the end of the meal, they brought us three cards. Each one of us had a card. Mine said, congrats on the new addition. The other two ladies said, congrats on getting out of the house. And the entire staff had signed it. I have goosebumps. Do you watch the bear? I love the bear so much. This is giving that one episode where his cousin goes to the Michelin star restaurant and he goes out and he gets the the deep dish pizza or, you know what I'm talking about? It's like taking investment in the interests and the lives of your customers. Exactly. I thought about the exact same episode. And if you guys haven't watched the bear, get on it. It's so good. But yeah, it's like this, this is what makes a restaurant, a Michelin star restaurant is they take note of the people who are there and what season of life they're in, what might make the experience all the more special. But like all of us felt kind of teary-eyed because it is a big deal. And we've talked about this with Barbie when she was on that, like first time you get out of the house, it's a mama milestone and it's like a big deal. It's a really big deal. Not to mention if you are choosing to like nurse your yeah. baby, it's you're thinking about the entire time. Like, is it time for me to pump? Do I need to go to the bathroom and pump? And it's a lot to think about on your brain. So yeah, to get out of the house is a big deal. And so I'm glad that your friends got out of the house. I'm glad that you got out of the house and got me to have too. such a extraordinary, memorable time. I've never been to a Michelin star restaurant, but it's on my bucket list. Do you have one in particular that you want to hit up? No, I'll take you I to don't. this one. Okay. I want to give them all my business. I want to come out to Chicago and have this experience with you. It's not even above and beyond. It's beyond above and beyond. It's like a whole other tier of customer service that you don't even expect. 100%. There's something so special. And I think if you are a business owner of any kind, just making women feel seen and appreciated in this season is really just, it, 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 imprinted on me forever. And I think any woman would feel the same. So take note, even if it's opening the door, you know, if a woman has a stroller and she's struggling to get in the door, like it's just being a good human too. But like, it is, it is special. It was great. The amount of people that see you with a stroller trying to open the door who don't help you. It's crazy. Where are the manners? This happened not too long ago. My sister and I were out to lunch with our two kids and this man was almost bothered that we were taking a minute to get out of the door. He saw that she was carrying her toddler. She didn't want to be in the stroller. She's trying to get her stroller out. I'm trying to push the stroller out, but the door is heavy. And he's sitting back there huffing and puffing. And it's like, well, sir, you could try and open the door and help us out. You see two moms struggling. Sorry right. for the inconvenience. Yeah. Thanks. It, wild. Showing moms a little love and kindness and grace goes such a long way and is not forgotten and is not lost on that mom. So I think it's a good reminder to all of us to just spread a little love that way, you know? Speaking of spreading things (laughs) or not, my nausea is out of control. Oh no. I, I hate talking about throw up because it makes me sick, but this is just the season of life that I'm in right now, similar to the season of life you were in not too long mm-hmm. ago. Last night, it was so bad. Do you know when you throw up and then you can't really stop the throw up? Like it just keeps 
coming and you're sitting there and like, you almost have tears coming down your face for whatever reason. And then you're just closing your eyes because you don't want to see the throw up because then it makes you also want to throw up more, but then you also feel the little particle. Oh yeah. It's gag on the throw up. Yeah. yeah, It's it's just so horrible. And so that was me last night. Oh no. And I just can't wait to be done with this part of pregnancy. And I, I feel like I brought this on myself because in my first pregnancy, it was harder for us to get pregnant. That's why we ended up doing IVF. And I remember, and I don't know why I did this, but I made this like little pact or prayer to God. And I was like, please, Lord, I want to feel every pregnancy symptom so that I know I'm still pregnant. And I also just want to really enjoy this moment that I've worked so hard for. So I was like, please, I want to feel nauseous. Please, I want to feel fatigued. Please, I want to feel my boobs pulsating and hurt. Like you just want to feel all the things. Yeah. And I feel like my message to him was for every pregnancy, I want that. And then I also want it to be exasperated in the second pregnancy. He heard you loud and clear. And that's what I think is happening here because- so I was sick my first pregnancy, but not like this. And even my husband and I were, were with our OB actually earlier today. And he even said, Katie was sick with Kaya well into the second, almost third trimester, but it was not debilitating. And it was nothing like what she's experiencing now. He's like, she bends over and she feels like she's gonna puke and she wakes up nauseous and God bless him. I mean, he's trying to bring me toast every morning before I get out of bed. Cause they say that that will help sort of calm the stomach in the morning. And then at night he's been trying to come home from work early to help me out with the baby. So I do really appreciate him, but yeah, it has been, it's been hard. And yeah. for anyone else going through this, I want you to know you're not alone. I see you. I feel you. I am there with you. Hallie was also there with you. I was. It's, it's a hard time. It's hard too when the foods that you're supposed to be taking to help the nausea, the nauseousness or the nausea, like saltine crackers also make you want to puke. Same thing with water, plain water. I love water. I do not drink soda. I do not drink juice in my regular non-pregnancy life. I drink water, coffee, and wine. And I live by that rule. (laughs) And this pregnancy, I hate water. It tastes like dirt to me. I have to drink a sparkling water. Trader Joe's has these sparkling lemon with ginger water. And I think the ginger helps. That is what I'm drinking right now. And my doctor was like, whatever you got to do. She's like, get some popsicles. The popsicles help. That's a great idea, actually. I wish I had thought of that. It's a good one, right? She's like, it's refreshing. You're sucking watermelon. Does watermelon sound good? Yeah. Mango always sounds better for some, like mango and strawberries are, I'm into that right now with that little watermelon is, is, um, hydrating because it has so much water in it. So it might kind of help offset some of that water. You're not having, I mean, I'll try anything because now we're in the second trimester and yay. It's yay, 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 yay. But yeah, it's still happening and it's not letting up. So I'm praying that maybe by like week 17, 16, we're, we're feeling energetic again and we're feeling peppy and happy and like we can bend over without vomiting our brains out. But that's, 
what's happening. I, I don't know who's more excited for me not to be sick, me or my husband. He's like very over it. <laughs> you know what? I'm guessing you're more excited. Yeah. Also, I think maybe it's time to shoot a little prayer up to God again, because clearly he's getting the message. So maybe we shoot a new one up. That's like, Hey, I would like to retract mm, or like, thank that. you for listening. Mm -hmm. Thank I you. Appreciate show it. gratitude. I feel, I felt it. I feel it. We're good. Thank you for the experience. Good night. Help me sister out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. been hard when you were sick. Did you feel like it was an everyday, like you feel like you're rocking on a boat at least yes. for a majority part of the day? That's how I explain to, it to people. Like to me, it felt like I was hungover. Like I felt like I had had an epic night out with way too much red wine. Mm. But, you know, the urge is always to have like a grilled cheese sandwich or French fries or something greasy to help offset that nausea. So that's what I did. But then that made it worse. Because it's not uh, a hangover. And a hangover, not a hangover. Helps, but in but it, this, it feels like it, but it's not. So the grease yeah. actually makes the nausea worse. Yeah. I and know. it's like, I, I just couldn't learn my lesson. But if it's any consolation gives you any peace or any, you know, you've been there before, you know, it goes away or at least gets easier. My nausea is gone. So, okay. There's that. I, I'm hoping the same for you. I'm Fingers hoping crossed. I'm praying if the man is listening or if the woman is listening. Yeah. I, <laughs> I am. I just want to feel some relief. Cause yeah, it just feels like you're on a boat, you're rocking, you're swaying. And then there's like this weird knot in your chest where it feels like everything is just stuck there, but then you can't yep. throw up. But then when you can throw up, you want to cry and melt into the ground. Oh, yeah. mamas, if you have any tips, tips, slide into the between us moms DMs and let Katie know because help a sister, you know? Yeah. I'm on, I'm taking the queasy pops. I'm taking Bongesta. My doctor wants me to take more Zofran because she's like, you need to also be gaining weight. And when you're so sick, it's like you're throwing everything up. So it, it's really just a never ending cycle, a never ending cycle. So send me your tips. I am trying things. Well, I hope you feel better soon. And in the meantime, shall we dive into the tea? We shall. Love is blind. This season is absolutely off the rails. You're watching, right, Katie? It's one of my favorite seasons in a long time. And I have yes. some, some actual tea. I'll spill in a second about it too. Ooh. So you, Ooh. you okay. Go. If you haven't watched yet, this is your spoiler, spoiler alert. Jeremy and Laura call things off after he stayed out past five in the morning with his friends and his ex from the pod, Sarah Ann. So scandalous. Um, this was the night before Laura was supposed to meet his freaking family. And he seemed to kind of want like a Nobel Peace Prize for sharing his phone's location with Laura. But he also failed to mention that he drove Sarah Ann home until Laura called him out on it. So Jeremy bitches to his mom about the whole thing. And in a total boss mom move, she refuses to indulge in his self-pity. Self and she's like, uh, yeah, you're lucky it wasn't me. Like she was like, shutting his shit down mm -hmm. and then we have to cut to what we can only describe 
as the trauma barbecue where everyone and all their pod exes get together and Jeremy showed zero remorse. Sarah Ann was there and she doubled down defending her decision to slide into his DMs, even though she knew that he was engaged to Laura. And then in a reality TV villain moment that I honestly think is going to live on in TV history forever, they ride off on jet skis together. Insane. So the craziest part of all of that to me is when Jeremy and Laura did have a conversation, his biggest concern was, can we just enjoy today and have fun? Imagine ending your engagement and being like, I just want to go have fun and party. Like that was his biggest concern was that he wasn't going to be able to like enjoy himself. And I love that Laura called. Laura is a badass. She called him out in like, she was like, are you fucking for real? I mean, truly he is a narcissist and in the most epic of ways. And like, I get it. Love can be messy and we can do things we regret, but like there's zero remorse from either of them. They've showed zero accountability. And I just wonder like, is there a way that they could have handled everything where they wouldn't have looked so bad? Like you're on TV. Here's the thing. I, and this is actually a point that, so it's so funny because when we watch the show, Jason literally pauses every five minutes so that we can dissect what has happened. Same. Yep. It's so funny, right? Like these men, like love, love is blind. Yeah. Here's my tea. So I actually, I used to get the episodes very, very early. So we actually watched up until this point, like months mm. ago. And now it's so fun to see everyone catching up and feeling the exact same way that we have felt. Yes. And I I do love Love is Blind. I love a lot of the contestants. I used to interview the contestants on Love is Blind. Natalie and Shayna are both like Instagram friends of mine now. And love I love it. following their journeys. But he said, is Sarah Ann super wrong? Like she did fall in love with this person as well. And when she sent that DM, she didn't know how their vacation was going. Like she didn't know how things were. And it's also an experience that she felt. And we see everyone else doing the same exact thing in person. Like we saw Trevor with, um, what's her name? Megan Fox. Chelsea. Chelsea. Yes. You know, having almost the same exact conversation. Like he wanted to put on the weird tapping BFF bracelets again. And then we saw Jessica and Jimmy having a very similar conversation. And even Jimmy said something that I thought crossed more of a line. He said, you're still my number one. Yep. And so when you think about that, it's like, they're all kind of playing with fire to some degree. And so is she really the only villain or are they all kind of like emotionally unstable people? You know what? That is actually... Such a good point that I didn't think of. I definitely thought those conversations were like crossing a line and I wouldn't have personally been happy if I were the other person, like Trevor and Chelsea. Right. Yeah. I mean, a really good point. I hadn't thought of that, but like that's true. And it just because the edit that they're doing and they're really trying to make it seem like they're the villainous people. And it's funny because even Jimmy was like, I don't want to be around Jeremy. Cause yeah, what he did was wrong. Like you do not stay out with another woman that you used to date until five 30 in the morning. And also you probably just don't stay out until five 30 in the morning without like a call, a check-in here's what's going on. Like 
there was nothing except for his location being shared, which he thought made him immune to consequences. So yes, he was, to me, he is the villain. Sarah Ann, I don't know, because Trevor and, and Jess kind of doing the same thing. I even felt Jess, I don't know that she crossed as big of a line, but I also felt like she knew exactly what she was doing. Like she kept giving those little looks like, look, I'm so happy for you. Wink, smile, flirtation. I just think they all did it. Yep. Well, they all make great TV, so I'm not super mad at it, but it was a wild episode. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, moving on. We need to talk about Bradley Cooper. He was a guest on Dax Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert, and said that he's had a lot of emotional quality time with a, quote, person that he spends time with. He did not name the person, but said, quote, that person seen me cry. I'm not exaggerating. Probably 150 times in the last year. 150 times. There's only 365 days in a year. (laughs) 52 weeks in a year. So you're telling me this man was crying about three times a week or so to someone. Mm -hmm. And I hope it was not Gigi Hadid. But like- People are speculating is that it's his his girl what why are you crying three times a week like you are bradley cooper you are nominated for an oscar you are successful you have a beautiful daughter you have a beautiful life a beautiful career you are handsome like why is this man crying so frequently it's interesting in this same interview he also talks about his daughter Mm -hmm. and how he's not sure if he'd be alive if if it weren't for being a dad and he says that he and his ex, Arena Sheikh, who is his daughter's mother, bald, quote, bald over having raised this daughter who can so beautifully articulate herself at six years old. So I think he might just be an emotional, very in tune with his feelings kind of guy. He might be the kind of guy who cries at a sweet commercial or cries at a beautiful sunset. Maybe that's part of it because otherwise he's got some stuff going on. Maybe he's pregnant. I mean, it's so funny you said that because I was just thinking like that is how much a pregnant woman cries. Right. Yeah. Like very hormonal and in in his feels. But I got to say, I love a man who cries. So I like a man who cries, but not three times a week. I like when a a man cries at a moment that is deserving of tears. And I guess I'm not you know, the end all be all on what is deserving of tears. I'm an emotional wreck right now being pregnant and I cry at commercials <laughs> and at cheesy, sappy movies. I watched one with the girl from Riverdale, Camilla Mendez. Oh yeah. And I cried and it was not, you know, probably tear worthy, but I like a man that cries, like when your child is born, for like sure. When you see them like play the piano for the first time when they say their first word, this is a lot of crying. And I just hope it's not over the fact that he's probably not going to win the Oscar. <laughs> you don't think so? Who's going to win the Oscar? I don't know. I just, I don't think it's going to be him. And I think he really thought going into this award show season that it was going to be him. This was the one. But this was it hey, for him. You know, don't count him out. <laughs> you know, maybe the person he's referring to is his therapist. Maybe he's like a three times a week therapy guy. Like and that. 
you know, I, maybe it's not Gigi, like everyone's speculating. Maybe it's his therapist and he's working through some past trauma. He did talk about how he didn't have a great relationship with his dad and that he's already spent more time with his daughter in the six years of her life than he ever spent with his dad. So maybe there's just like past trauma he's working through. Maybe there's some growth happening. Do you like him and Gigi Hadid together? I do. And I don't know why, because it's weird. I, I never would have picked them on my bingo card, but I like it. So I always like to read the comments on social media. So whenever like a People magazine or whatever posts uh, a paparazzi shot of them, I, I like to read the comments. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, here for what people say. The amount of people who write that he looks like her father ooh, is... It's a lot. And now that I've seen that, I can't unsee it. They ruined it for you. They ruined it for me. And I do feel like it's giving kind of like dad and daughter vibes. Ew. Well, now you've ruined it for me. I like seeing them both. I just like seeing people happy. I like seeing people happy. Ew. Now I'm grossed out. Now Now I've got the ick. They aren't the only ones that are getting people talking this week. Everyone is talking about Kate Middleton and where the F she is. There are all these conspiracy theories that are going around about her because her last public appearance with the royal family was on Christmas, and she's kept a very low profile since then. In January, to be fair, the palace did announce that she was having this planned abdominal surgery. They said she'd be hospitalized for two weeks, and then she'd be recovering at home, and that she wouldn't be making any public engagements until after Easter. But all they really said is that it's not cancerous. So then... Her husband, Prince William, unexpectedly bailed on a memorial service for his late godfather on Tuesday. So naturally, the internet is aflame with concern and conspiracy theories about her well-being. And I know that you have gone down the rabbit hole. So what are people speculating about where Kate is? Okay, so I don't know why my algorithm did this to me, (laughs) but I have now gone down so many where is Kate Middleton rabbit holes? I mean, there's been rumors that she was in a coma, which the oh. palace dispelled. Rumors that she got bangs. That oh. make me laugh. Bad bangs. That, yeah, bad bangs. <laughs> that her and William are having severe marital problems. Ooh. That she, this is my um, favorite LOL one, that she had a Brazilian butt lift. Oh. <laughs> that she is secretly Banksy. That wow. she- Donated a kidney, and then this one made me LOL that she was, like, at the weird Willy Wonka experience that turned out to be, like, a catfishing moment. Um, I am a little bit worried because I feel like the palace could have protected Diana and Meghan Markle more. Mm -hmm. The fact that they are saying no photos and they're really keeping her protected during this moment And that's where my mind is like, why don't they just, they see all these conspiracy theories. Why don't they just release a photo? Right. Right. Great point. Especially, you know, they might be highly protective right now because King Charles this month in February announced he has cancer. Everyone's very concerned that it's very serious and that his reign could sadly end and that Prince William would become king and therefore Kate would be queen. So perhaps they're just keeping her really protected because she could very soon become Mm. you know the queen of the country but I don't know it is scary because you're right all it would take is like a little hair and makeup shoot a piece up 
sign and call it a day, but they haven't even done that. Obviously, the palace has seen all the conspiracy theories. They felt compelled enough to release another statement saying that she's fine and that she's recovering, yada, 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 but no picture. This feels like a Shelly Miscavige moment. It really does. Right? Yep. And I don't want to fuel the conspiracy theories, but I do love a conspiracy theory. I just think like what is really going on. So the palace, release the photo, ease our minds. We love Princess Kate. We just need a little evidence. Yeah. Just Give little. the people what they want. Yeah. So we can stop saying OMG. And speaking of OMG, the OMG of this week was inspired by a bride who recently wrote into Slate's advice column saying that she was having a micro destination wedding, 13 of her closest friends and family, but she didn't want to have any plus ones, not even for the people who were married. And the best part about that is she said she didn't want to have the married couples because she really doesn't like her friend's husbands, <laughs> which I just <laughs> think is hilarious. The honesty is amazing. But I want to know, Katie, do you think wedding guests should automatically get a plus one? Like, what is the rule of thumb here? What's the golden rule? So, and I wish I had actually followed this when I sent wedding invites out. Unless you are engaged or married, you should not get a plus one. There is some people that I gave plus ones at my wedding. And those people are no longer together with those right. significant others. And not only are they in a lot of my wedding photos, one of them chose to sit in the aisle. That is a coveted oh. spot. You are now in every single picture when we walk back down the aisle and we do like our kiss right there at the end of the aisle after you said your I do's and all that stuff. This man is in every picture. I will never see this man ever again. And so I firmly believe unless you are engaged or married, you should not be there. And if you don't believe in like engagement or married, fine. I know a lot of people don't believe in such like traditional things, but then I think the rule should be like, you've been together for five plus more years. For sure. I do think it can put an awkward wedge between you and a friend, like when they've been dating someone for a certain amount of time, then you're kind of saying, well, I don't really know if I believe you're going to get married. That right. might be the message you're sending, but it's your day. And like, who cares? Honestly, for this person, they're doing a destination wedding. They can have all those couples come to the destination, but they don't have to come to the wedding. And I think it's fine. I think people should feel totally free to do whatever they want on their wedding day, feel empowered to do it. Don't worry about people's feelings. It's fine. Also, you don't have to go to the wedding. You can right. kindly decline. You can kindly choose 100%. not to go. And I think when it's such a small guest list, it was a destination wedding. It's also fine. Yeah, travel with your significant other. They can go to a wine bar or they can go read a book on the beach, wherever your destination is. They can go to a museum for a couple of hours while you go. And then you guys can enjoy a couple of days of a mini vacation together. Like a wedding is not every single day. Like it is one day. There might be a welcome brunch or something like that. Sure. But I do think people get so entitled. I remember at my wedding, one of my good friends <laughs> asked to bring a plus one. And I was like, are you dating someone? And he said, no. 
oh. he just wanted to bring a date. And I, I was like, listen, love you, but absolutely not. One of my family members wrote on the RSVP card, plus one. <gasps> wow. And I had to call and be like, no, I love you. No, no, without even, without even talking, no asking, just assuming that was like, you could write in your own fill in the blank. Yeah. I, I Dress think just to you, honey, just to you. <laughs> it's one of those things that I feel like you don't know until it's your wedding, but like you said, it's your day. You get to do what you want. Weddings are very expensive food for your guests. Very expensive. Like it can go $200 a person. Yeah. So easy. You don't need to pay for someone that you're never going to see again, just so that your friend can have a date for one night (laughs) or your family member. So I'm kind of with the bride on this one, I guess. Me too. Okay. So from brides, we love to our mama, we love of the week. I am obsessed with this story. I feel like we probably should have talked about it sooner, but Bridget Mendler is our mama of the week. She's a former Disney star. She was on the show, Good Luck Charlie, which it was pretty big around the time of Wizards of Waverly Place and Hannah Montana. She announced on Twitter, or X, I should say, that she adopted a four-year-old boy. She started fostering in 2021 and then adopted him near Christmas 2022. And get this, she announced that right after she also announced that she is now the CEO of Northwood Space which is a startup company on a mission to create a data highway between earth and space. I don't even know what that means. I just feel like it sounds really impressive, but I had to Google what is Northwood space. I think she's already raised over $6 million in funding. And to me, this is a person who is really doing the most. Yes. You are a Disney star and now you're the CEO of a space company, adopting children. Yeah, like that alone, like the job title switch is impressive, but then to add becoming a mom on top of it and to do like such a selfless, wonderful thing, adopting a child, I just, kudos. If What a mama. Yeah. If you guys don't know or don't remember Bridget Mendler, I would highly suggest a quick little Google so you guys can read up on this story. I was just very intrigued by it. And I think we always look at Disney stars and a lot of them have had issues over the years, but so many of them, like Hilary Duff, I think is one of them too, who has really come out so beautifully with like not a ton of psychological issues. And then now I see this Bridget Mendler story and I just want to give her an applause because being a child star is hard. Yeah. And it'll fuck you up. It'll fuck you up. Like it can lead you down some like really messy, hard roads. Like we've seen so many of them so publicly go through. And I feel like she deserves all the kudos and all the claps and all the love. And yeah. I am excited to have a highway between earth and space. Thank you for your service. I mean, okay, Rainbow Bright. Like what is it? (laughs) I'm just like so impressed. Also, like, how do you even think like a data highway? I guess it's not a real, I don't know. My brain was spinning. I, I need to learn more about what a data highway is and what that looks like between earth and space. I'm just, I'm going to let you do that. And I'm just going to sit here and be impressed because I could never, I I could never either. And 
Yeah. I love Bridget. I actually used to interview her a lot when she was on Good Luck Charlie. Also the nicest, kindest human. Always such a joy. So just want to add that in there. Oh, we love. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We will be back on Tuesday. And then next week, we have a special guest joining us for Friday's episode. It's another mama we love that we're so impressed with. That's my little tease. Thanks for listening. And remember that motherhood is a sisterhood.